Ron, the last time you were here, we were four people, and now we're two. Oh. And I'm wondering, I mean, just temporarily, Justin and Pine are <laughs> just gone for the week. There's family issues? No, everything's okay. <laughs> but I do wonder whether maybe you would, wouldn't mind just replacing them permanently. <laughs> well, I mean, if the, if the pattern continues, the next time will be zero, and mm. it will just be Ron as, and that'll be why. Ron, do you think mm-hmm. you could have a conversation the, with yourself about WarioWare, get it together for Yeah, that was stream of consciousness, yeah. Yeah, sure. it's just Wario jazz. <laughs> I, bet, well, I bet Wario's got Micro a jazz. Micro games you don't play. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Wario's got a high concept jazz album in him that we could bring out sort of, uh, oh God, what was Bruce Willis's Bruno? His his uh, jazz alter ego. I was thinking more a Sun Ra situation, but that is that would also <laughs> that would also work. What's Wario's What's Wario's fucking deal though? <laughs> they were just like, here's a stinky Mario. That's not fair. <laughs> he likes Any, onions. This is a preview of what the rest of the episode's going to be like, folks. Uh, so if you like this, just a lot of like. And he, why is it, why is he, and that mustache, and he farts? Who is this guy? It'll be that for about 30, 30 minutes. Um, so feel free to skip ahead. My name is Griffin McRoy, and I know the best micro game of the week. My name is Ross Farchick, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Ron Funches, and I don't know how I got here, but I probably know the game of the week. <laughs> this is a, I've never, Russ has never gone immediately after me before. Yeah, this it's is weird. A, this is a, the, the line. Welcome to the Besties, a show where we talk about the latest and greatest in video games. It's a book. It's a book club for video games. And just by listening, you're a member. Sorry, Russ. I did that, but I didn't do a good job with that. It's okay. Today, we're talking about WarioWare. Get it together with our old pal, Ron Funches, who I believe last time we had you on to talk about Cyberpunk 20 number number. I forget what the number is. Mm-hmm. You just bring me in for the big budget RPG <laughs> uh, Yes, this game is uh, probably about conceptually as far as you can get. Well, you get, okay, in WarioWare Get It Together, you do get sucked into a video game. That's cyberpunk yes. as hell. Mm-hmm. You don't get much more cyberpunk than that. <laughs> um, Chris, tell us all about WarioWare Get It Together. And by Chris, I mean Russ. You two are interchangeable in my mind. WarioWare Get Together, oh, I'm not going to attempt it. WarioWare Get It Together is a Switch exclusive. It is a first WarioWare game on the Switch. Um, it is a, you know, it's got a bunch of mini games in it, but uh, as a twist compared to other WarioWare games, you are controlling individual characters rather than sort of just doing these random video games, uh, mini games throughout. So that's kind of like a weird twist. And we will explain it more, I think, after the break. This episode of The Best These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. 
It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their Aura frames, and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, before we get into WarioWare or get it together, Ron, you, again, you were here before back in January talking about Cyberpunk. You're back. I wanted to mention that you've got a lot going on, and I, I wanted to, at the top of the show, I know people usually bury this towards the end of the show, but at the top of the show, can we go down the list of things you've got going on right now? Because you are a busy man. The things sure. that we have kept you from doing by making you play WarioWare <laughs> Get It Together for this episode of The Besties. Uh, and I don't mind it, but yeah, I mean, it makes it'll pump up my ego. What do I got going on? At last I checked, you're a stand-up comedian. Yeah. That's a, that is a that is a brutal thing to say, Russ. That is in any other contest. Last time I checked, you're a stand-up comedian. Is well, a, it should be noted. The last time accurate. I checked was last night. So okay, confirmed. That's fine. He, he was yeah. just doing a set last night. Oh shit! Hold but on. A Ron, lot of time people quit. People sometimes people quit. So I I understand. Um, I'm going to add to your list of accolades. You are the voice of King Shark on Harley Quinn. Yes, the one and true King Shark. All other are just pretenders to the throne. There are many now. There weren't when you started doing it. There were like no other King Sharks, and now there's like a handful. I, that's how it goes when you start. When you knock it out of the park, when you do it well, people come in and they just try to ride on it. Before it was just me and the one from the Flash show, <laughs> but nobody was talking about him. Um, well, we have one more accolade, and that is perhaps the most unexpected of the bunch. Ron, you are a professional wrestler. <laughs> yeah, very vicious. Um, yeah, yeah, will be um, Friday the 17th. I will be having my first and possibly last professional wrestling match against my rival and uh, most hated enemy and my ex-wife's favorite wrestler, Tony Deppin. <laughs> and now, it's going to be on pay-per-view. Ron, I think you and I are the same age. I'm 37. Is Are you also 37? I'm 38. I'm You're 38. You've got yeah. me beat. Now, as a 37-year-old, I would be absolutely terrified to do anything physical anywhere. So talk me through why you think this how is a good getting, idea. How are you? And, and I'm more curious about like... Your regimen, like, how are you getting completely like yoked, yoked for this? Getting jacked? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, there is no real. Uh, it was not a good idea. I'm not gonna say it's a good idea. <laughs> no, it's not technically a good idea. By the, I'm supposed to start shooting the television show three days later. So if something happens to me, I probably will get sued. It will be horrible. Uh. <laughs> 
So it's not technically a good idea, but life is short. There's a lot of things going on in the world, and I want to be a pro wrestler. And this guy called. It wasn't like I planned it. He's the one slapped me in the face. Sure. He called me out. He's the one who took a, a Facebook message from my ex-wife and made a T-shirt out of it. <laughs> so where I come from, yeah. where I come from, yeah. you got to wrestle him. <laughs> and I, I, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you your business, Ron, but it's this happens. This happens a lot. One time Triple H mm-hmm. called me out and said some shit about my wife um but i just i i knew that if you ignore the bully he goes away well we t- different tacks different, different tacks, tactics yeah. um, can you do can you do that role from a bed ron the upcoming tv role uh no no i don't think so i think i gotta be <laughs> active and moving around so one way or other i gotta get this over quick okay so, Fingers People, crossed. Please. And I've been, but also, it's just a dream for me. I'm going to be on the same show with people. I mean, I just grew up loving wrestling, still love wrestling. And I'm going to be on a show with people, heroes of mine, like Two Cold Scorpio and Minoru Suzuki and Nick Gage. And Hell yeah. Want to check it out. It's on the Fight app on Friday. It's only like 13 bucks. So please, check it's up forever. So check it out. That's today, the day this episode comes out. You yep. have, you, oh, it's, nice. you must, you must go. Okay. WarioWare. What's your what's your relationship with WarioWare, Ron? I feel like uh, uh, that's a good starting point for this conversation because WarioWare is very much its own thing. It very much is, and I think it is definitely going to color uh, uh, how you feel about this this newest game. I have a deep relationship with WarioWare. I've been around since the beginning with WarioWare. I played the GameCube versions. I played the Game Boy Advance version. That one probably being my favorite. Um, I think there were two, me, right? There were tw- the regular one and then Twisted, which had twisted, the uh, motion yes. sensor thing in it. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of been their whole hook for for me. Is like usually they find something within whether it was originally just the fact that they were micro games, and then the using the touch for the WarioWare touched, and then the, the mo- movement for Twisted, um, and then just loving the characters, always been a fan of 8-Bit and Mona, and just like really, uh, I've always liked the series quite a bit. It is kind of amazing that they've created like a whole side catalog of characters just for WarioWare. Like it's like 16 people. That, it's like, a lot. Always show up. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's. I don't think I realized how much I like knew about the roster until in this game I played through the whole story mode, and I just like any time a character showed up, I'd be like, "Oh shit, I remember that dude. I haven't <laughs> seen him in a while." I think my main exposure came through WarioWare DIY. Did you guys play that one? It was the no. DS one where you could make your own micro games like nobody played it uh, yeah i think it was, i missed that one yeah it was very story light but the big thing was you could make your own games and then like share them uh via the internet i think i still have my copy laying around but that was a great one but warioware get it together it the new thing here is that the micro games you play through as what i mean i think it's about 14 or 15 characters somewhere around there Something around there, and uh, you know, it is the it's the crew. It's Wario, uh, young young Cricket, eight bit, uh, five bit, the whole bit squad, uh, and each one of them can move and do an action essentially. And using those different sort of move sets, 
you play through the same sort of micro games. This is a terrible explanation, so I'm going to hand the baton off to one of the two of you who can do a better job of explaining how Rod, this do you want to try or you want me to? Well, I think you pretty much nailed it. You take you for the first time you have direct control over the characters of the micro games and each character you have has a different trait similar to uh I guess like a fighting game mm-hmm. or Overwatch uh and you use some of them can move freely throughout the game, some of them are like basically on a runner where they're moving back and forth independent of your movement and you can only stop them by pressing a button and some of them can't move at all and have to grapple around it's uh that seems to be the hook on this one some of them suck some of them are terrible you guys feel but some of them are just terrible yeah some of them are straight up ass (laughs) just i think to make this super explicit for folks who like i'm about to cuss a lot no to make this explicit for like folks who can't really envision what we're talking about yet, because it is weird. And one of the mini games is like you have to turn like a hose dial, and it's like a in the sign of a plus sign, right? And you have to rotate that to turn on the water in three seconds or whatever to start it. Maybe you're playing with Wario, who can fly around freely, and there he's basically like a mouse cursor. And you can just fly him right up to the dial and do a couple laps around it to turn it on, right? But then there's, uh, I think 8-Bit is on a skateboard that just moves on its own, left Mm -hmm. to right, bouncing wall to wall. And the only thing you can do with him is shoot a yo-yo straight up in the air really fast. So if you do that same game with 8-Bit, now you have to time it so like you throw your yo-yo up to hit the, the, the knob to turn it because you can't fly up there. Uh, and and then, you know, there's another one that uh, can't move at all and can only sort of shoot these discs uh, in directions that you, that you aim him. And so with him, like, he's not moving at all. You just have to aim at the knob and shoot it a few times to turn it, and that will accomplish the game. So it's, like, very almost always the same games. I think there's only a handful of them that can only be played by, like, certain characters by virtue of their different movesets or whatever, but the way that you complete it, whether it's pulling a sword out of a scabbard or squeezing toothpaste out of a tube, you have to do that in 14 different ways because <laughs> of how many different characters there are, which is wild and very, uh, a, I would say, a very steep learning curve, uh, especially when you get into like taking on a batch of mini games with five characters of your choosing who all have five different ways of like completing the challenges and stuff. Like it's, it is much more to wrap your head around than just like, Hey, every time you play this mini game, you know what button to press, how to move it. Um, so it adds variety, but it is, I think definitely the most complex of the WarioWare games that have come out today. Yeah. Ron, what do you, what do you, what is your take on the, cause you're right. You mentioned earlier, like that the earlier games were like single button or single tap, or you're just turning the, you know, turning your DS or whatever. This is a much more complex. What What do you think about the, like, increase in complexity? Do you think that's the way to go or no? Well, uh, I'm going to go in and say, that I guess the guy's name is 9 Volt. I forgot to, that because we keep calling him Mr. 8, eight Volt. Like, we were confusing 8 Bit. He, he yeah. Because <laughs> he makes sense because he just plays games and lived in the Game Boy and he did all that, <laughs> but it's his 9 Volt. And, uh... I don't like it at all. Oh uh, no! That's that's one thing I I and again I feel like this is very much depends on how much you've played WarioWare because I've seen a lot of people who haven't played it at all who are just like oh I love it it's fun and it's silly and it's beautiful it's very colorful but I don't like 
the that it, to me it doesn't add as much complexity as it adds frustration mm-hmm. because some of the characters are just obscenely simple to do any of the movement to get them to where you need to go and then it doesn't go from that to like middle it goes from like that to like okay this is almost impossible to move with precision uh, but more than like the, the character thing to me i think i just don't enjoy the direct control yeah like i preferred it and to me it's made the game seem much more variety much when you could like like oh this way i'm just doing i'm doing different things every time but it seems like every game no matter what the objective is you're basically just moving your character towards it and trying to interact with it and that's it yeah yeah uh, as a um I, I, the way I played through most of this game, I played through the entire story mode with my son, Henry, who's four. Uh, and he does not, uh, he still can't like control a D pad or a stick and press a button at the same time, but he can do one of them. So the way we played through most of it is through the single player story mode with me controlling the stick and him pressing the A button, which does all of the actions for all of the characters. And for, I would say, 90% of the characters and, like, almost all of the mini-games, I didn't... It was a very, very fun way to play through the game, and we were just, like, cracking up laughing the whole time. Like, a lot of this game's humor and aesthetic for a toilet humor-obsessed four-year-old is, like, (laughs) the shit. No pun intended. Uh, But I was pretty much able to solo a lot of the challenges without really needing him to press a button and do, like, the characters' interactions. Like, I could just fly up there with Wario and just, you know do what I needed to do to complete the mini game without needing it, which is fun for the way that we played it, but also I think telling for, you know, the fact that it doesn't really add a whole heck of a lot that there are all these different sort of ways of doing things. And in fact, only is an annoyance for the the, the handful of characters who are just useless, like well, sh- just not fun to play with at all. And they also th- make you play as those characters because yes. they'll like randomly... You, you know, you're not just, oh, I'm going to play with Wario and that'll be it. They're going to randomly throw you other characters. And some of those characters will be like, just like, oh, fuck, I'm, I'm, there's nothing I can do here. This fucking windmill is impossible. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just, I miss the days of like, I'm like thinking back to the original Wario where we're like, you'd get thrown 20 mini games in the course of 15 seconds. And that was okay because they were all just like tap A or you know, just dodge this thing. And they were so simple. And here, it just, I don't know. I i would rather shorter mini games that were more rapid fire than like, oh, I got to figure out how to use the UFO guy again. Like, I don't know. It just seems it like a, it, just a bad design decision on their part. To me, it's also something less whimsical about like when I was playing because I still play the one on Game Boy Advance when I'm on flights. It's like one of my favorite go-to flight games. And to me, it's just something whimsical. But like, oh, now I'm suddenly playing The Legend of Zelda. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm suddenly playing this instead of being like, oh, no, I'm a character. One of their characters walking through this game. I don't, to me, that that's a little less fun. I don't know if, if I'm alone on that. No, no this- you're you're 100%. You're 100% right. Like, it's, it's, yeah. I think that's the, the best way that we could summarize this is like, it's either, I either found the mini games too easy, like, because you could just do, you know, control them with the stick without having to like do the character's actions, or 
really frustratingly difficult, right? Because the, the idea is that you have three seconds to do these these games. They're micro games. They come at you really fast. So like nine volt is the name of the boy on the skateboard who can throw his yo-yo up. Think about that. Like he can only bounce left to right and throw his yo-yo up in the air. If you miss that shot once, you're toast. Because you're, you're, you are not going to have time to hit the wall and bounce and come back to where you want to be. So that that's like it there is no way to bring that experience into parity with like anything else in the game. So it's not about the micro games at that point. It's not like, yeah, there's the cool Zelda one where I'm playing Zelda for a second. It's like, ah shit, I'm yo-yo boy. And that's <laughs> not quite as great. Although mentioning Zelda, I we would be remiss in saying that the uh Nintendo game remix challenges the yeah. the the remix uh, micro games are really good they are very 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 fun the one where you have to uh hit the stasis cube in uh uh <laughs> zelda breath of the wild to like knock it away it's it's that's good stuff yeah those have always been the best ones i i just think that they it's weird because I, wa- I almost wanted them to be a little more safe with this yeah so that i would have a wario wario wear game that i love on switch the last one that came out on DS, 3DS, was called WarioWare Gold, I think. And yeah. it was like a greatest hits of like some of the mini games from Twisted, some of the mini games from Touch and whatever. Um, and that was like kind of what I wanted from this and not have them do this like completely different thing. I completely agree with you. I would have been just happy with some type of upgraded port of gold. Uh, because to me, the WarioWare franchise is always something that, like, it ties itself to whatever the gimmick of the new hardware is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there really wasn't something with the Switch that they could do. You can even, to me, it's telling that the setting for the game is basically VR. To, mm-hmm. to me, it's, it's as if they are wanting to make a VR micro games instead of what they had to make, which is like faux <laughs> yeah. VR games. Yeah. And it, I think the real shame is that there's a lot of really cool, there's a lot of really cool stuff in this game. There's a lot of really great modes in this game that had it been a more traditional WarioWare micro game experience, it would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. Like the, um, I think there's like a daily or weekly online challenge mode that is like ranked where you like have, you know, they set certain challenges, right? So like the challenge actually for the week that I uh, played this for, for to, to talk about it was a nine volt based challenge, the yo-yo boy, which I was like, fuck. But it was basically like, it's going to start at the fastest speed and now, you know, do as many challenges as you, as you can. You're online, you get one chance at it and, you know, see what kind of score you can put up on the leaderboards. Like, that's great. Like, that's really, that's what I want. I feel like out of this experience and had it been a more sort of like just in general fun WarioWare game to play, like I think I'd be playing this game for a a, a very long time. Um, did any of you play it like in any kind of local multiplayer setting? Because I'm wondering if it shines more as a like, you know, a party game where everybody has like one Joy-Con because you really only need the stick and a button. Uh, and then, you know, can play as all these weird different characters and, you know, compete. Ron, did you? Games. 
No, I had to be completely honest with you. I I started this game up on my on my Twitch stream, Ron underscore Funches. Come on by, join the Funch Bunch. And I played it for about a half hour and just was like, I I don't like this. I don't. <laughs> I, <laughs> this isn't what I wanted. And it's just basically as a again as a guy who played a lot of WarioWare and just knew what I wanted. I was like, I want it. I wanted gold too. I wanted something there. I wanted to to put fingers up the nose, not stuff my little character up the nose. I wanted, <laughs> like, I just knew what I wanted, and this wasn't it. And it's okay. And that's okay. I yeah. think it's always great for people to make swings and not give you exactly what you want. But I just, I mean, I just knew from the get go. I I, got, I made it about a half hour in, and was like, this is. I feel like I. Um, I wasted the sixty dollars. So. <laughs> <laughs> Darn. Yeah, I I tried it. Um, it is not a game for my personal marital health. Uh, it would not go well. But there are some interesting modes that I could see if you were in like a dorm room setting or something like that. There's a mode where one person is doing a mini game and then the other players are fucking with that person yes. as they do the mini game where they'll like stretch the screen out or like cover parts of the screen. So that I think would maybe land a little bit better. But I do think a lot of people, as Ron mentioned, like a lot of people play warrior war games solo. And I think solo, this is not an enjoyable experience for me. Like it's yeah, kind of miserable. I, I, I played it in a very weird way, right? Like, I yeah. played it with my son, and, and I love uh, finding any It kind almost of... sounds like the ideal way. It, yeah, I, sure. it, I genuinely think it is, because it's like, it, the sense of humor, I, I don't want to, it's not a uh, inherently puerile game. Like, it is genuinely very funny how strange these 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 games are, and like the occasionally like hyper realistic, grotesque human beings that appear in the background <laughs> of them, like that is funny no matter what age you are. And so like that's great. I had a good time playing through the story, but I also like I don't know is a missed opportunity I think because yeah. uh, the game you mentioned the GameCube WarioWare I played that multiplayer so much as a party game that was so fun. Uh, because you know, competing in micro games against somebody in 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 real space, uh, you know, hard to do now because of the the global pandemic. But like, that's a lot of fun, and I think that that is an experience that could have been great on Switch. But I don't know what kind of staying power it's going to have if it's not, you know, inherently a a, a super fun game to play. Um, so I don't know. I, I it, that's a weird endorsement. I enjoyed it, but I'm also never going to play it again. I don't think so. I think at the heart of it is it. There's a just a very enjoyable, um, pretty stylish, like just colorful game. But I think you're you're just always asking for trouble when you're like, well, we're going to when you give people characters to compare, and yeah. some of them are just inherently less than. You're always going to be like. Well, that sucks. Why do I have to be this person? Yeah. It's never going to be like, oh, cool. I like this. I like that. Unless you're giving them extras. <laughs> but yeah. with these, the, they're taking away from some of the characters to make them different. And I think that's just a fundamental design flaw. <laughs> There's one character that they don't move, but they astral project. They have like a ghost that flies around and then whenever you press the button, they jump to where their ghost is and send out like a little shockwave. That is so wildly different from like <laughs> any other character. But Henry was like, 
obsessed with this character is because uh, she was a mom and so anytime like we would get to draft our characters before going into like a story mode level he'd be like and get that and get the mom and every time i'd be like please god please no please not the mom please um but yeah you do have a choice some of the time who you who you bring into things so yeah i think we've sufficiently discussed wario where i I think we have too uh, after the break, I think we're going to talk about some uh, more uh, anticipated holiday games, maybe some of Ron's picks, if he has anything that jumps to mind. Um, and we've got some reader mail, but stay tuned. And some and some great, uh, some uh, there's some riddles, there's trivia. Oh my God. We're going to have a great prepare time. at all. <laughs> there's not really riddles in trivia. Ron, I didn't want you to think. Like, oh, I was ready. Well, I'll try to, now I'll, I'll panic and come up with some riddles and trivia for you. You go get a phone, you just want a phone, talk to your friends and family, you're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. They're wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for like literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month. Say bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month go to mintmobile.com slash besties that's mintmobile.com slash besties cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties additional taxes fees and restrictions apply see mint mobile for details y'all you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, and especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties rockamoney.com slash besties 
Okay, so Ron, I, you know, we've we've talked about WarioWare, a game you didn't uh, super like. I want to talk about games that either you are currently enjoying or you are currently very excited to play. Sure. Uh, I'll give you two, and you tell me where you want to start. Um, I just completed and loved Psychonauts 2, mm. and I have just started Deathloop. So we we talked about Psychonauts 2 and the the audience was kind of split we were kind of split on on how we felt about it i think the general consensus like as a game feel thing not quite but i stuck with it and actually went and finished it as well and i thought narratively it's one of the strongest games of the year by far it really was a very moving story i don't know what your take was i absolutely agree with you it's a beautiful game especially if you if you make it all the way through the story um and I mean, I guess this is a tall ask, but Psychonauts 1 was one of my um, favorite games as a teen. I, I just liked Tim Schafer. I like the storytelling that they do. And so um, the their ability to completely wrap this story up and I have it all kind of make sense and all of it tied to the first game. and But also, you don't need to have played the first game. And a lot of it ties to the VR game yeah, as that's well. that's wild to me. <laughs> And for them to pull off a full story, which is something, I mean, most games can't land the one story. Right. And, um, and for it to be so moving and like, as well, um, I think it's just a beautiful um, way to talk about and deal with mental health, mm-hmm. um, to gamify some of these aspects and to look at things that sometimes we think is uh, such big deals and such um also sometimes so that we we're the only ones dealing with these things and for them to be like oh no doubt bad ideas like things in your head that everybody has them and they're basically just little enemies in your head that you can defeat and i think that's such an um that alone is an amazing thing to to try to um a message to give to people um so it's definitely i mean right now it's my second favorite game of the year oh wow I loved it. I, I, your, lo- I mean, I love the platforming. It's, I know it's more of an old school style, but I haven't seen that in a while. No, it's definitely yeah. like it a Banjo-Kazooie or even like the original Psychonauts vibe. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, it. Like there's not much control. of it. There's nothing else really to compare it to. Because yeah. they're not, I mean, it's got real blinks of the time sweeper energy. Uh, <laughs> what's your What's your game of the year, Ron? What, if you don't mind uh, asking. Right now, we you know things will always change, but right yeah. now it would be Resident Evil Village. Yeah. All right, yeah. That is a, that it's is definitely a, up there for me. Capcom's had a hell of a year. I don't know if you got into Monster Hunter Rise. That was a great game. And uh, I've been playing through uh, Ace Attorney, also really good. Yeah. It's really uh, one yeah. of the strongest years for them. We are talking, I just realized that Deathloop is now out. We're going to be talking about it next week, but we you know, we won't have you next week, Ron. Do you want to Do you want to give people a... Uh, break, break them off a taste of your sure. Deathloop impressions? Uh, so far, I'm very much into it. It's a beautiful game. Um, it's a uh, seems to be both a uh, kind of straightforward, but also very weird and complex. And I still don't quite have an idea what's going on. <laughs> yep. Uh, but I'm I love the voice acting. So I think it possibly has the best voice acting mm-hmm. of any game this year. Um, maybe Psychonauts being my second favorite there as well. Uh, but it's. So far, it's hitting on all cylinders for me, and then also just as as a black man, as a person of color, like just to have this very um, 
strong black protagonist character who's funny and enjoyable and not uh, in any way stereotypical that Mm -hmm. I've seen so far. It's just kind of beautiful to see. You don't see that that often in games. So um, it's something I'd like to definitely... It gives me gives it extra points in my book. Yeah, sure. So well, it's actually um, two black leads, which is even mm-hmm. better. I mean, you can play as as uh, Juliana, who is will like invade in multiplayer and do some like I was doing that last night. Super interesting as well. But you're right, the writing is spectacular. The characterizations are really really strong. I'm I'm really blown away um, by just how much effort they put in to the just overall narrative of it. And I think I think uh, Arcane. Uh, this is Arcane Leon that made this one, but Arcane as a studio in general obviously puts a huge uh, priority on that stuff. Just, just a quick point: like I, I, the time travel mechanic in the um, returning back to the like same start point and learning a little bit has been like we've seen that in so many games recently, and I really like. But to me, where it succeeds, where a play, where a game like Returnal was a little more. Um, difficult for me to enjoy mm-hmm. i i mean i like and i liked returnal but it, I, I did not complete returnal and it was just like because to me like you get into these long runs and like to die in that game was such a setback yeah and with uh dev loop it isn't at all it's just if anything it becomes part of the the narrative so it um it never feels to me like when you because it, it still has that focus of just a single player narrative game but but as that mechanic in, it's not like a roguelike at all, and I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. it's it's very welcoming, I think, to people uh, that maybe might feel intimidated by that. You always feel like you're making progress and stuff um, in Deathloop. I know we're going to go like super in depth with it next there's week. There's so but... much. There's so much. This game is bonkers. There's going yeah. to be a lot to talk about. So uh, yeah, that that is what we're circling back to next week. Uh, Ron, uh, just regarding the the release list. Uh, for the rest of the year, is there anything else that you're like super, super pumped about? Um, nothing that comes off the top of my head, really. I'm just really, um, I'm interested in in Halo Infinite and the fact that it's actually going to come out this year. Maybe and that it's going to have a single <laughs> player this year. Maybe. Uh, and a lot, I know, I know a lot of people seem to be upset about the the forge and the and the multiplayer single player not being there, and that is a little upset. And that's because mm. um, you know that's kind of it takes how i got my son into video games when he was younger we play um do the campaign together uh and co-op and just have so much fun together and it's how i would mark his progress because i'd have to carry him (laughs) one one day i was just not paying much attention and looked around and and they everybody was murdered and i was like oh he doesn't need me anymore Uh, (laughs) it was a beautiful day uh but the fact i mean it looks like it's gonna be so much fun split gate has got me back in a halo mode uh so i'm very excited for halo infinite yeah, I think I'm too intimidated to try Splitgate. It seems like I would get smoked pretty quickly. No, you're wrong. No? You're so wrong. It's not, people aren't, I think if anything, you might do better because you're a pretty smart person. Oh, thank you. And a lot of people in there still just treat it like a regular shooter mm, and yeah. using the portals. So what is this it's, it's more of a thinking man shooter. It's really fun. I've not even, I've never even heard of this game. I'm now looking oh, at it. It looks fun. Hit. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's oh, Splitgate's so fun. Please play with me. That's I should have mentioned that game. I've been playing that game every day. It's it's very simple to it's Portal mixed with Halo. It's called Splitgate, but if you play it on Twitch and try to launch it in your OBS, it comes up as Portal Wars, which is, <laughs> just tells you everything right there. That's great. Don't tell Val. Do we want to go through this reader mail? Yeah, let's go through some quick reader mail. Uh, I asked the folks on Twitter, uh, the Besties Pod on Twitter, what WarioWare games don't exist but should exist? And I specifically was asking for mini games. So people sent in some some, uh, possible uh, additions to the micro minigame canon. Uh, This one comes from Matt Lescody. Um, you have three seconds to move an enormous pen back and forth to forge Wario slash Waluigi's parents' signature on a school permission slip. If you fail, the bus drives away, leaving a sobbing child Wario behind. I, that one makes me sad. I'm sad for... I don't want to see sad child Wario. I mean, I feel like a lot of them end with someone crying. So I it's guess not that's a fair that much point. Departure. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Uh, we've got one from Games and Culture. Um, your prompt is block and a skunk is fixing to shoot its bad smell at a couple getting married. You are a groomsman holding a cast iron skillet and you have to leap from the bridal bridal party to block the stream from hitting the newlyweds piranha plant. One of the bridesmaids cries. If you miss, I guess crying is a theme here. Uh, yeah, I think that that's, if you fail, people cry. That's just WarioWare 101. <laughs> Uh, it does sound like a fun wedding, though. Yeah, sure. Man, just make these in WarioWare DIY. It breaks my heart you guys didn't play WarioWare DIY. I Could you make... Ins- are these all feasible in DIY? Anything is feasible. Look up some videos of the shit that people made in WarioWare DIY. It is completely bananas. I'm looking at... Uh, it's like... You can buy this game still. It's probably <laughs> it's it's probably quite expensive to get it on like eBay or something like that. Oh, I no, it's like 20 digital. bucks. Get it's it like, on digital. Oh, yeah. You can probably get it on digital somewhere, too. Uh, uh, we have one more minigame. This comes from Konami Salami. Uh, that's, a good, is, that's a good... That is it, a, it's been a while since I've said this. That's a good username. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good one. Uh, the prompt here is swipe. They show you a person, and you have to swipe left or right on a Tinder-like interface until you swipe to the right target. Then it shows the target on a date with an alligator or something, and their lady in the tramping some spaghetti. That's that's good. A bit normative. Who's to say that I don't want to end up with an alligator? You know what I mean? Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. I, can I have, think of a couple? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Okay, I like the wedding one. I had one based on that where uh, you, you basically, I guess your prompt would be stop, stop it, and you 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 see uh, Mario or Bowser. You see Bowser and the princess about to get married. And our Mario and the princess about to get married, and your Wario pounding on the glass trying to get the marriage to stop, and you gotta break through the glass, and and and, and then you steal the bride. I think that would be fun. A graduate situation. <laughs> I love. That. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and the other one would just the problem would be like make it rain, and you're just like a st- stripping Wario and he's <laughs> pole dancing for all the other characters in the game, and they're uncomfortable, but they're throwing money. <laughs> How good would that one be in this game? where you're like a little Wario smashing into big pole dancing Wario to make his hu- his terrible overalls go go <laughs> go fly. 
Hey, anybody been playing anything else? I feel like we've been lightly dropping our honorable mentions throughout this entire episode. Yeah. I can I can say I played through all of Forgotten City in about two sittings. Oh, uh, hell yeah. That's a good-ass game. Ron, have you played that? No, but people have been putting it on their game of the year list, and I don't, or game of the half year list. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen it. Tell me about it. I don't I don't know. We I mean we talked about it at length. I mean that was our, our subject for last week's episode. It's it is similar to death to death loop in a lot of ways. It's a you you're going through this loop uh in a a, a city where like twenty people live. It's like an uh, sort of ancient Greco Roman civilization. Uh and if anybody sins, these golden statues come to life and kill everyone. But also, you can go through this time portal to restart the loop, and it's all about figuring out what what is causing this and how to stop it and how to stop uh, somebody is supposed to sin and end the world uh, at the end of this day, and you have to figure out who it is and try and stop that too. Uh, and but you keep every item; it's it's unique in that you don't lose all your inventory when you go through the gate. So you can just like run up to somebody's house and steal all of their money. And then the statues come to life like, what the fuck are you doing? But then you <laughs> jump through the portal and you're like, okay, now I'm starting this loop over, but I got, you know, fat sack of cash. Oh, so they have to chase you and get you and yeah, kill you? Yeah, yeah. basically. Uh, well, that sounds fun. But it's it cool. What's, what, what's it on? Uh, I played it on Steam. I don't know what else it's on. Yeah, it's on uh, PlayStation. It's on Xbox. It's uh, pretty much all consoles. Ooh, I think they've got a Switch version coming. The Steam Deck. It, I yeah, it like that'd be a good Steam Deck. Yeah, game. I think so too. It's it's I I finished it very quickly, and I think probably a, uh, you know it's not the longest thing in the world, but and I don't know if, like where it'll land on my goatee list, but I there have been so many games doing this, and this yeah. is I think one of the best executions of it of that like Groundhog Day loop idea. Um, also, yeah. just the story. Is there still a couple cool. more coming out that do this? Is there another one? I don't. Uh, I, Overboard I was one of them. Uh, yeah, there's been obviously Hades last year was like a huge one. I mean, it I makes sense because people you can basically like refine the like very small map that you've had. Yeah, and make sure it's like incredibly perfect, so you're not spending you yeah. know tons of time developing twelve levels or whatever it is. You're making like four amazing levels um, i do like that i like that as a uh it seems almost like a, a reaction to how we were going in such a big open world phase yeah yeah where every game had to be so big and so drawn out and almost very empty yeah yeah there's just like a lot of extra that didn't need to be there and and these feel much more focused definitely yeah uh, Forgotten City all feel like, oh, this is everything that needs to be there. Plant voiced some concerns about like some of the story beats falling pretty flat that I uh, I do agree with. Uh, but I don't know. On the whole, I, I, I obviously I enjoyed it. I played it and finished it over two sittings. Like I couldn't. I was thinking about it between those sittings. Like, oh, if I, oh shit, if I go and get that, then I bet I can do this in the next loop. Like it's it's yeah, it's, it's one of them. It's good. It's um, it's super dope. Highly recommend it. I've also I've gotten back into like Game Boy modding stuff. I uh, put together like a backlit Game Boy color uh, and a, a, a metal. Will you make me one? Yeah, sure. If you want, if you tell me what kind of uh, thing you want, I have a lot. No, I want it to be a surprise. <laughs> a surprise? Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'll I'll think about how to really knock your socks off. <laughs> with it but i've been looking for like uh i did a game boy advance that i'm really happy with and i was looking for something to play on it and i started playing final fantasy 5 which i had only sort of dipped my toe into that's the one that like introduced the like job system that you can kind of like multi-class and it has like 
quite a bit of mechanical like progression complexity for a early Final Fantasy game, and uh, I'm really enjoying it. The game is buck wild. The localization on that game is like earthbound level silly, which is weird to see in like a high fantasy sort of Final Fantasy setting where there's like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle references and like (laughs) just literally constant puns, like grown worthy, some real stinkers nonstop, but it's it's really kind of fun to see that in the... uh, in the, the context of a Final Fantasy game. so I don't know if how you feel, uh, but I feel like the Game Boy Advance is back. People are all about Game Boy games right now. Yeah. I think it's a hot, hot thing right now. I think a lot of it is people psyched about uh, Metroid Dread, and they're not really being a good way to play games like Metroid Fusion and yeah. Metroid Zero Mission without a GBA, which yeah, seems crazy sure. to me. But. I've been getting Chinese knockoffs and, and then make making my own uh, little systems and I've been enjoying it. I call it my projects. I gave one to Morgan Murphy and I'm going to give one to Bobby Moynihan. I'm sorry for name dropping, no, but I thought those good. were fun names. <laughs> well, you get uh, the ones that they sell off Amazon or whatever, the Amberneck yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. those are like, good. Because I wanted an analog one. I was so mad that I missed the pre-order. And then I saw this one. I saw the, how good the reviews were. And then I bought one for myself. And the screen was beautiful. Yeah. And everything to get it working was fairly easy. And so I was like, what was I waiting for? <laughs> I love this. So I bought two more and then just was like, I'm going to eventually just give these as gifts. I think I played, I think it's uh, the RG351M. It's weird we don't talk, we like don't really, I mean, you know, the subject of emulation is, uh, is, is a, uh, it's a sticky charged, one. It's a sticky one uh, <laughs> but I played through Final Fantasy VIII on a 351M for the first time, like to, to the credits. Uh, and yeah, this is, a, this is a cool little, cool little device. Uh, yeah, that's what made me think of it. Is that that's I've been playing Metroid Fusion mm-hmm. online. I use the three fifty one V. Have you seen that? Yeah, one? the tall, the tall I boy. Like yeah, the Game Boy one. Yeah, so that makes it makes me happy. Yeah, I, I also that's scratching the itch now. That uh, quick news segment they delayed the fucking analog pocket again, <laughs> uh, which is I know did you have one pre ordered right, Russ? Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's like all I. I it's all. It's going to come out on the same day as the Steam Deck at this point, and I'm not yeah, happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> they delayed it till December. It was um, like my dumb, I'm going to buy this piece of hardware purchase that I don't need. And now I've got two of those coming on the same fucking day. <laughs> yeah. I've also like, you know, getting into modding, it's like really satisfying to make these 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 Game Boys. But I am doing it to, I think, bridge the gap until this thing comes out. So now it's like, oh shit, okay, another one? I guess I'll backlight a Game Boy Pocket or something like that. <laughs> it's not coming until December. Uh, anybody playing anything else? No, that's about it for me. I've been spending a lot of time with Deathloop just to get ramped up for next week. I feel like I gave you a lot of games. I gave you Splitgate. I gave you Psychonauts. I gave you Deathloop uh, and WarioWare. What, I mean, if I threw more games on it, that feels like I'm going to be an irresponsible adult man. That's true. true. We've already discussed how many responsibilities you have. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay, well then, just to wrap up the games we discussed this episode, obviously, uh, WarioWare, get it together for the Nintendo Switch. Splitgate, a Portal Me Halo-style shooter. Psychonauts 2, Deathloop, which we're going to be discussing at length next week. The Forgotten City, Final Fantasy V, Am I Forgetting Anything? And we discussed the Ambernick Ambernick RG351 series of uh, emulation devices. And oh yeah, I guess Metroid Fusion. 
<laughs> Very busy. But ooh, is anyone worried that dread will be bad because WarioWare is not that good? I, 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 I oh man, I have a little I'm bit worried. Stu- yeah, I didn't enjoy the uh, I didn't enjoy the Metroid Two remake that came out. On oh, 3DS. I actually did. I really yeah, like but that I, that's a that's a divisive one. I know. So like, I'm I am uh, I'm the, not feeling the more divisive comment. take. I did not like Metroid Fusion very much. That's 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 I bananas. I, I I think it's yeah, too directed, and the writing yeah. is not very good. Mm-hmm. It's not my favorite, and I love Metroid games, but that is not my favorite of them. Okay, playing okay. through it again now, I can see those points, but I I think it's so pretty, and I it's like gorgeous. How, yeah, it is gorgeous. I, I think it's I love it, but I can un it's no, it's not the most well written in game, and it definitely holds your hand and pulls you down the hallway. Ron, I do have one recommendation for you. If you haven't played the fan-made Another Metroid 2 remake, AM2R, it is an incredible feat that folks made their own Metroid 2 remake um, on their own indie, you know, folks, and it's for free. It's online. You can just download it on any works on PC. Uh, Spectacular, uh, totally re-envisioned version of Metroid 2. Really recommend it. I'll check it out. I'll check yeah. it out. I'll check out Forgotten City. Yeah. Hell yeah. Ron, is there anything else uh, you wanted to shout out, plug? Uh, you mentioned your Twitch channel earlier. You could shout that out again. Uh, yeah, it's twitch.tv, Ron underscore Funches. If you have children that are of the age, there's a new season of Trollstopia on Hulu and Peacock. Um, and then there's just a couple other animated series that I have coming out by the end of the month. Uh, one is also for... I guess it's for more preteens and kids it's called Tell Dark and Grim on Netflix. Basically about Grimm's fairy tale with, uh, you know, but using the very fun violent versions. And then <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited, uh, to be a part of, uh, Cake on FX, uh, which is a, this mix of different short form, uh, shows all together. And, um, there's this comic strip I've been a big fan of for year, years called Poorly Drawn Lines. And, uh, it's just very funny, very smart, and I'm playing a, a cute little bird named Kevin who has a lot of uh, feelings about the world, and it's got a great cast, and I hope people check that out. That'll be on FX and uh, Hulu. That's so much stuff. Like, we just do, like, a handful of podcasts a week, and, break, and I, I get sweaty from that. But you are, <laughs> you are also doing that, but also all these other things. Yeah, is... I forgot my podcast getting better. <laughs> oh. I do a fair amount of things, all of them, but I don't focus a lot on them. So <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Uh, okay, well, thank you all for listening. We're uh, at the Besties Pod on Twitter. Uh, if you could leave a review for us, that would be awesome. Uh, you could join the pantheon of uh, re- review heroes like Jabroni Prime, Lizzie Rue, Clatter Kevin Buck, Jersh Dingus, and Thanks Puppy who are all real, real people who left real reviews of our show. I say that, real people. I have no, these could be bots that we pay, That's true. you know, $15,000 for. Yeah, it could be, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Well, usually they have little numbers at the end of their name, so these are, these are good bots. Good these are expensive yeah. bots. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think there's any other business that we usually do here. Thank you all for listening. Also, it's like, it seems like you. this is the new podcast for you. <laughs> uh thank you to our editor rachel thank you to um just just thank you to the you know i'm just putting that energy out there into the world and uh 
Come join us next week for for Death Loop. Some of us will be back. I'm pretty sure. Uh, thank you, Ron, again for joining us. Oh, pleasure. Thank you for having me, Griffin and Russ. It's always a treat. And but we need to end it with the actual way the show ends. And you that's remember? it. And join us next time for the besties because shouldn't the world's best friends play the world's best games? Close enough. Steve.